If you're good at something, never do it for free. Typhoon, y'all know me, and I'm coming up, just wait and see. If you're good at something, never do it for free. But if you're great at something, would you still agree? Typhoon, y'all know me, and I'm coming up, just wait and see. If you're good at something, never do it for free. But if you're great at something, would you still agree? So let me take Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kevin and HJ podcast. Christmas edition, special Christmas edition. Yeah, we get a holiday, but sports doesn't get off. Just the sports world keeps on going. And I do have a special guest live. We're down at our parents' beach house right now, but I have my brother here surprising us for the Christmas holiday. Hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. And Mike, do you want to just kind of go go through and talk about how we ended up surprising our parents uh, yesterday? Yeah, so I was, um, Sunday night, I was coming back from Hawaii, Honolulu, and, you know, I get a text at, like, midnight, maybe five, ten minutes before I board my flight, and it basically says, like, oh, Michael, like, you, you should really come home for for Christmas, and I was like, uh, you know what, <laughs> I, I, I have so much work, I'm spending a lot of money trying to save money, but uh, Kevin was pretty persistent, so, you know, I, I looked into some flights, and thankfully, like, right when I landed in San Francisco, there was another flight that left for New York, like, 30 minutes after, um, the price was relatively reasonable, so, <laughs> <laughs> relatively, right, right, yeah. So last, yeah, I I don't recommend booking last minute sort of flights, um, but yeah, so yeah, I just booked a last minute flight. Thankfully, the Christmas, uh, you know, <laughs> magic or Christmas, spirit. yeah, Christmas magic allowed me to get upgraded on my flight. <laughs> so it was a first class, yep, <laughs> relatively comfortable one, and you know, it's just nice to come home, sort of surprise our mom and dad, um, and yeah, just have like a a family Christmas. Yeah, so it's it's been nice. And as a benefit for the podcast, uh, I get to have you here as we talk NFL Week 16. A uh, lot of stuff happening, playoff implications, um, a lot of the games that ended up impacting the playoff picture this weekend. And how we wanted to do it to split up the AFC and the NFC. So why don't we talk about the NFC playoff picture first and kind of dive right into that. And there were a lot of games that had playoff implications, obviously, um, and nothing is really set in stone in the AFC. There's no, no one's really clinched the first seed yet. There's no, no one has clinched home field throughout the playoffs yet. So there's a lot of stuff up in the air right now. Um, Let's just start by, by uh, by going in order and start with the one seed and what's up for grabs. So, the three teams that are up for it right now are the Chiefs, the Patriots, and believe it or not, the Chargers that are sitting at the number five seed because they're in the same division as the Chiefs. They have the same record, but they need a couple things to fall into place. Uh, the Chiefs, all they have to do is win their last game uh, this weekend, and they will clinch the number one seed. And if they're able to do that, and if they're able to beat, let's see, I'm looking at week 17 schedule. If they're able to beat the Oakland Raiders uh, this weekend, they'll clinch the number one seed. Oakland's 
kind of on a hot streak right now. They ended up winning against Denver uh, this past week, uh, yesterday on Monday night. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening with that. But, Mike, I know we're look, watching some of the highlights, watching the game um, between Seattle and Kansas City this past week. Kansas City came out with a loss. It's two straight losses now for them. What are your thoughts on KC and how they're how they're looking going into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean this is not really how you want to enter the playoffs, especially with a lot of your you know uh, with your running game with Kareem Hunt pretty much pretty much gone. But you know Damian Williams has you know fulfilled that role relatively well. But I don't think that he has the same sort of pass catching ability um, and sort of. It, it sort of limits a field. It really doesn't widen the field when you have someone like Damian Williams versus a Kareem Hunt uh, in there. But overall, you know, I would be pretty happy with, you know, even if you, you lost those two games, the fact that you sort of control your own destiny and, you know, you're playing the Oakland Raiders yeah, to, <laughs> to yeah, clinch exactly. the first seed and, you know, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So, um, you know, for Kansas City, like this is sort of a, I want to say, like, uh, this is a very important game to clinch home field advantage. We know that Kansas City is a different team, uh, you know, at home. at home versus away. You know, they're playing the Oakland Raiders at home, and they are 6-1 and one currently at home. So I think that they have a very, very good shot. And, you know, I'd be pretty, pretty confident of Kansas City getting that first seed. Yeah, I would. If I'm in Kansas City's shoes, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't like to have that two-game losing streak uh, that they're currently on right now. But they control their own destiny. They don't need any help. It's all in their hands. All they have to do is beat the lowly Oakland Raiders, and they're the one seed. Um, Oakland's been a little bit frisky, but I expect Kansas City to pull this out. And the thing is, the implications of if they lose to the Oakland Raiders— <laughs> this week to to relinquish that one seed and let's say the Chargers or the Pats end up taking control of that situation then I would be somewhat worried because the two games that they did lose to the Chargers and the Seahawks they are playoff teams so it's not like it came out of nowhere but if they lose to the Raiders it would be quite shocking yeah and then you're the fifth seed you probably have to play the Ravens at you know away right yeah, that's not a that's not an easy game to win right so and and then the pats they're they're currently sitting in the two seed uh two spot right now and houston ended up falling to the three seed this week as they lost to philly in a really really exciting game uh nick Foles, nick magic. Foles, nick Foles, magic we'll get into that when we talk about the nfc playoff picture but afc yeah deshaun no, in terms of Nick Foles, we'll oh, talk okay. about that in, in the NFC side of stuff. But Deshaun Watson led te the Texans back from a 13-point deficit late in that fourth quarter. Ended up going up, going up one, and then you know Nick Foles' magic ended up happening, and then um, led him down the field, kicked a game-winning field goal, and that dropped Houston to the number three seed, and. The, the Pats kind of had that uh, funny Instagram picture uh, of Nick Foles saying, 
who would have thought in 2018 we would be thanking Nick Foles for helping us like secure this number two seed. So the Pats are sitting in the driver's seat for the number two seed as long as they win against our Jets. This and week. I, I, I sort of hope they do. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do. As a Jets fan, and we could do like a two-minute Jets spiel about I'm extremely happy with the way Darnold looks right now, and they're losing, which is an added bonus because our draft pick will go up. I was reading um, earlier today that it seems like the Jets will get a pick from one somewhere one to five. So any of those things are possibilities. So I'd be extremely happy if they lost so we can get have the shot at the number one seed. Um, that's what it's come to as Jets fans, especially with the beginning of the season starting so strongly against that Detroit team that we beat pretty handedly. So, you know, to salvage the season, it would be nice to get the number one pick and be able to choose who we want, um, pass a, rusher. Yeah, get a nice like pass rusher. Yeah, exactly. Or an offensive tackle or anything pretty much yeah, on, yeah. besides the quarterback. So aside from that, if the Pats beat the Jets this week, they're the number two seed. And, I mean, the Pats had the had a game against the Bills this weekend. I didn't think they, they, they won the game, but it seemed – it's like they're a little bit off in comparison to past Pat seasons where they usually turn it up in December. Yeah, I mean, when I look at right now the AFC, I you know, none of these teams there there's no clear favorite right now. So usually like we have the Patriots as sort of the clear favorites. Uh maybe Pittsburgh is in there as well, but I mean this year it's sort of wide open. The Patriots have taken a taken a you know step back. And you know, I do think that overall for the Patriots right now, they are most likely going to be that uh, number two seed here. Just because, you know, they're playing our lowly Jets at home. The line is thirteen and a half <laughs> uh, for the Patriots. And I honestly think that might be even a little low because the Jets have no incentive to win this None. game. None. No incentive. Maybe so. for Bowles' job. But I think that's already a foregone conclusion. Yeah, at this point. But yeah, I mean the Patriots seven and no at home. It's just those road games that where they're, you know, they're three and five, right? But yeah. So trying to lock up that home field advantage I think is gonna be um absolutely crucial for a team like the Pats. Mm-hmm. Um you know. So I think I think that the Pats, you know, not not much is going to change in the AFC, at least at the top. Kansas yeah. City, number one. Patriots, number two. Houston, even at number three, because they have the Jaguars this weekend, and Jaguars don't really have much to play for either. So Yeah, they I don't have much to play for, but I was surprised they were surprisingly frisky last week. Right, right, the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it depends... I think the top three are pretty secure, and then towards the bottom, like the four, five, six seeds are going to be fairly interesting to watch out for. And, I mean, the big story coming out this weekend, I think, was dealing with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's going to win that AFC North race and become that number four seed between the Steelers and the the Ravens. And that Steelers-Saints game this weekend, it was just... 
it was a really great game to watch and witness, but it must have been such a heart-wrenching game for the Steelers to to lose, especially with the way they lost them being in field goal range during that last drive. And unfortunately, Juju Smith-Schuster, who had who's had an amazing season thus far, um, actually been complimenting Antonio Brown extremely well this year on the outside him kind of fighting for those extra yards and ending up fumbling that that ball um, while they're still in field goal range when they could have tied it up yeah I mean that's it it's sort of representative of this sort of Steelers season where it's like they're always pretty close in the game but they always lose these close games like we saw with you know New England as well but um you know, overall, I actually think that they have a you know, relatively decent shot to still make it in, even though it doesn't look good right now. Right. So they're playing the Bengals who I I really think that, you know, playing the Bengals at home, the line is fourteen right yeah. here. I I they, yeah, I think they'll win that game. But the problem is the other game <laughs> that they need to rely on because they need Cleveland. So are you on the Mayfield train then? It sounds like you're on the Mayfield train if you think Pittsburgh's going to make it because they need the Browns to beat Baltimore this weekend uh, for them to get into the playoffs because yeah. Baltimore controls their own destiny. Yeah, I'm looking at this game really hard here at the Browns versus Ravens. And, you know, for for all of Lamar Jackson's hype right now, you know, right. I, I'm still not completely bought in to that whole run game concept, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I'm just not completely bought into what he's sort of done. And I do think that, you know, the Browns here have looked incredibly frisky. You know, they, <coughs> they're they on a three-game win streak, uh, albeit against not some fantastic competition. But I do think, you know, Baker Mayfield's pumped up. He wants that sort of rookie of the year, offense player of the year. Um you know, head coach is probably coaching for the head coaching job. So they yeah, have Greg Williams is five and two right now, um, leading their team after the Hugh Jackson firing. Yeah, so I think that you know this head coach is very is motivated. Is going to be very motivated yeah. to try and win this game because mm-hmm. honestly, if if you're going into that negotiation with wins against like the Bengals and you know, Broncos and maybe another one, <laughs> another win against the Bengals here. I mean, you're not standing on too much, but if you could say that you beat a legit playoff contender in the Ravens. And knock them out of the playoffs. Yeah. Most I think, likely. I think that's a pretty strong case. So I'm looking at this game really hard, and, you know, I, I know that the Ravens are extremely favored right now after a very impressive win against the Chargers, probably the hottest team yep. in the AFC. But... We'll see. We'll see if they are, are consistent enough. Like, I believe in Harbaugh's coaching. And they did um, manage to say that he is going to stay regardless of what happens. Yeah. Um, so it seems like Harbaugh's staying with Baltimore um, after this season. But it looks very good for Baltimore right now in terms of where they're sitting. Um and it's all determined by whether or not they believe in Mayfield. Um, yeah, I or believe if you in believe in Mayfield. So I think that kind of brings us to the last seed in the AFC. Um, it's going to be a winner take all um, for that last seed um, between Tennessee and Indianapolis. 
And I think it really, really raises the stakes of this game. And I find this extremely exciting because this is the, it got flexed into the Sunday night game. Um, and the Titans, I don't know, the Titans are iffy right now, especially with Marcus Mariota going, uh, being hurt this past weekend with a shoulder stinger. So there's a lot of question there as to whether or not he ends up playing. Um, and they might have to rely on Blaine Gabbert um, for their playoff chances. So that's a little bit shaky. Um, if I had to put my money on it, I'd probably put it on Andrew Luck and the Colts, who ended up having a really tough game this weekend against Saquon Barkley and um, and the Giants. But they were able to claw their their way back into that game. They were able to get the win, so they were to set up this matchup this weekend. So between the Colts and the Titans, who are you taking? Because that's going to be the six-seed winner-take-all. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with my sort of playoff pick, which was the Colts sneaking in, in that six-seed. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me here, it just comes down to Andrew Luck. I, I trust Andrew Luck more than I trust Derrick Henry's little resurgence here. Um, and it's been impressive, honestly. It's yeah. been very impressive. He's looked really good. I mean, <laughs> he he is a physical beast. <laughs> cost you, you a fantasy spot final by benching him, too. Yep, cost <laughs> me a fantasy spot in the finals. Uh, benched him for Doug Martin, which is not my <laughs> finest moment. Uh, but w- we, we can get that later on. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I think... I just really trust Andrew Luck, um, and I think the Indianapolis defense has definitely yeah, it's good. improved. Uh, Darius Leonard's looked really good, um, been a tackling machine, kind of snubbed in the Pro Bowl, but he's he's impressed me a lot with the way he's moved, being a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they utilize him on that defense is extremely impressive, and I think they they drafted well. Yeah, I think they drafted extremely well with him, Quentin Nelson as well. Um, being up front, protecting Andrew Luck. And that's what Andrew Luck's needed throughout his whole career, an offensive line to protect him so that he has time to throw the ball downfield to to targets like um, T.Y. Hilton. And I think if they're able to get that amount of time, um, it seems like Jarrell Casey might be out as well on that defensive line for Tennessee. So it's not looking good... um, in terms of some of the key guys that are out for t- uh, the Titans. Um, so I th- I'm leaning towards the Indianapolis Colts, and that's going to hurt my friend's feelings. Um, Tyler Fern, who's a huge Titans fan, huge, huge, huge Titans fan, but he doesn't sound too optimistic either with some of the, I would say, key injuries that they're dealing with. Um, I think an, a key injury on the, the cold side of things is Eric Ebron, who was dealing with some concussion type of stuff. So that's a key target for Andrew Luck. We'll see if he comes back to play this weekend um, to be able to clinch that playoff spot. Yeah, I, I mean, I would just be worried about this home crowd here. Uh-huh. Right? Like, Titan, 6-1 and one at home, that's pretty impressive. Impressive, yeah. Very impressive. And the Colts here, three and four away. You know, they, the only really, the wins they had were against, like, the Oakland Raiders, like, those type of teams. Like, they haven't beaten anyone significant A legitimate playoff team, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this, you're right. Like, the Colts, I thought they had found some consistency, but then 
you know, to put up zero points against the Jaguars was uh, pretty embarrassing. And then all of a sudden, you know, to come out against the Cowboys a few weeks later and, and totally shut them out, like one of the hottest teams in probably NFL right now. Like, I, y- you just don't know what sort of Colts team to expect. And That's sort of true. the same thing with the Titans. That's true. So I think, like, that's going to be a really exciting game to watch. I'm definitely going to be tuning in to see who ends up getting that last playoff seed. Yep. And I think it, it it's going to be really fascinating to see some of the matchups. Um, I'm going to s- wonder how the Colts handle that, handle Derrick Henry in the running game, because especially if Mariota's out, they're going to be relying very heavily on that run game. So that's going to be one of the keys I say to that matchup. Yeah, I agree. The run game versus, I think, Andrew Luck's ability to take this team however far it could go. Uh, I'm going to slightly favor the Colts. Um, you know, I, I was actually surprised that the Titans won last week, too. Uh-huh. But um, I, th- I thought the Colts would have clinched by now. But at this point, I'm still going to favor the Colts here. Got it. So now to solidify your one through six seed in the AFC playoff prediction Let's make it right now. Mike, what are you what are your thoughts on the AFC seeds one through six? Yeah, so for me I have at one Kansas City, two New England Patriots, three Texans, um, four I'm gonna keep the Baltimore Ravens, but I think that one's you know up for grabs. If, if I wanted okay. to be bold and have a hot take, I'd probably say the Patri- uh what's called the Steelers, but I'm gonna keep it at the Ravens. I mean I do think the Ravens will probably beat the Browns and just clinch it out right there. Uh, even though the Steelers will beat the Bengals as well. Mm-hmm. Chargers, you know, lock up the five seed, be a very dangerous five seed here, and then you have the Colts at six. I'm pretty much in. An, I'm in agreement with you. I think it's going to be a very, very cl- tight week seventeen. Um, week 17 in terms of a lot of the matchups. I think there's going to be some exciting moments in that Baltimore Cleveland ga- game and there's going to I think there's going to be a lot of doubt as to whether or not Baltimore closes it out because this is Lamar Jackson's first playoff type of experience, playoff atmosphere. So it'll be very interesting to see how he reacts to this situation. Um and on the other side of the things too, Ball um Cleveland is going to try to play spoiler against this team. And I wonder how Baker plays against that extremely tough Baltimore Ravens defense. I mean, they I think they beat the Ravens earlier this year as well. So there's going to be – there's I'm sure they'll go back to the tape and see what they did successfully in that game to be able to implement some of those things into the game plan this week. But – this Ravens defense has played unbelievably well this season. So I'm in agreement with you there. I, it looks like we're we're going one through six, same seeds. But it, I think for me, the big storyline coming out of our predictions, if it were to hold like we say it does, is kind of that disappointment that Pittsburgh ha- must have playing – the way they did this season, because I think they played a lot of tight, close games against the top mm-hmm. teams, and for them not to even have a chance at, at the playoffs would be extremely frustrating. 
for that team and all Pittsburgh playoff or Pittsburgh fans. I mean, who would you rather have them play off, Steelers or the Ravens? I would I mean, have from, the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers for sure. I would have the Steelers. I mean, I think with Big Ben, that offense would be extremely fun to see them work. And with them being in the four seed, that 4-5 matchup would be extremely exciting. Whether it be Steelers, Chiefs, Steelers, Chargers, it was ex- it would be an exciting matchup. Um, I don't think you could go wrong either way, but I think... Charger, yeah, Chargers, Steelers, that would be... Yeah, that would be an exciting matchup with Big Ben versus Phil Rivers. I think both those teams would be able to make a run at the AFC championship championship game, Super yeah, Bowl type of stuff. So it's all about trying to get into the playoffs first. And I, at this point, I don't know if the Steelers are going to be able to make it. Yeah, I mean, looking at... I mean, once again, the... The Pats just have a great route. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. do because they because they'd either be playing probably the Texans if the Texans end up winning their divisional game at number three. And, and we've it, seen that. We've so seen many that times. story. It seems like Bill Belichick just kind of owns that Texans team. Bill O'Brien, he just owns him. So I and then they they'll make it to the AFC Championship game. And the Chiefs haven't been doing too hot this year or lately um, to to the start. Guy, basically, to the run-up to the playoffs, they haven't been doing that great. So I think that's going to be a struggle for them, even though they'd be playing at Arrowhead if they win this week and have home field. I think it'd be a struggle. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers will have Keenan Allen back. They'll yeah, hopefully have full strength by then. Uh, yeah. They'll have... You know, Melvin Gordon playing again. You know, they didn't even have Melvin Gordon when they were playing uh, the Chiefs, right? Yeah. So, I I mean, this this Chargers team is so dangerous. I, I, I've always been a huge fan of the Chargers this whole season. And I mean, I had them going being the one seed a couple weeks back. Yeah. Um, tr- basically, foreseeing some of the things that ended up happening. I didn't expect the Chargers to lose this weekend against the Baltimore Ravens. And if they did win this weekend, they would have had uh, f- yeah. full control of whether or not they become the one seed in home field because of the way KC's played. So I'm kind of curious to see what ends up transpiring in the AFC playoff picture. Um, and for next week, we'll be able to make some um, some – I guess predictions as to what happens in the wild card games, mm-hmm. and we could go a little bit more in depth in the analysis la- next week once we figure out the playoff picture, and I think that's going to be extremely fascinating to watch. So transitioning over to the NFC playoff picture. So Mike, I mean, I think the big story coming into this weekend was how Nick Foles would end up holding up for the Philadelphia Eagles and the story surrounding him, Carson Wentz, what what's happening in that situation over there. And he was able to deliver against Houston. We touched upon it again uh, when we were talking about the, the AFC playoff picture and the Texans. But Philly, man, they're just an exciting team to watch at during this time of year, especially with Nick Foles at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, what Nick Foles did... I. <laughs> 
You know, four touchdowns. Oh, man. Oh crazy. God. I know, yeah, I know someone that ended up benching him on their fantasy team in favor of Josh Allen. So that was a mistake. And yeah, when the media is just always doubting Nick Foles, it sort of creeps into you. Like, er, like the media always, like, you know, I don't know if Nick Foles is, he, everyone knows he's not the long term answer. Like, right. Everyone knows that he he's a backup quarterback. But I mean, he's led this team into few playoff games won them all won the super bowl and you know anytime he comes in for this eagles team they 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 actually look like a very different like this offense is pretty inspiring when he comes in yeah it just seems like they pass the ball downfield a little bit more yeah like with this team and or, or he it just seems like it's more decisive or simple simplified in this offense yeah like he always just finds like a open like it's not complicated it, it's just very simple when i watch a play it's like i have good receivers um i i consistently hit them open like and he's not like a he's not like a ryan fitzpatrick kind of quarterback where he's like threading it into like these incredibly tight windows like where it works sometimes takes, yeah yeah he takes work. what's given to him right mm-hmm. like he's just throwing a lot of those like under routes he's it, i mean the eagles have so many weapons at wide receiver that like I'm surprised that they're not a more prolific offense, but when Nick Foles comes in, they they actually become... Yeah, and in conjunction with Doug Peterson and the offensive genius slash mind that he is, I think they work really well together, and Peterson's um, basically um, implemented some of the RPO stuff that, um, and that's the run-pass option type of stuff that, Nick Foles is very good at doing um, and being able to make checks at the line, um, make audibles at the line and be able to change the play. He's really good at being able to recognize different situations and matchups. And it's really impressive to see. And I think he's basically auditioning for other jobs um, Mm -hmm. around the NFL right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 19, 20, even more, um, $19 $19 million, $20 million on the open market this year once he becomes a free agent. Um, I guess the question for the Eagles is, like, with Carson Wentz having his second, basically, season-ending injury this year, when do you – like, I, I don't think it's a question of whether or not Nick Foles or Car- – it's going to be Nick Foles or Carson Wentz because I think the Eagles – kind of have a long-term vision of Carson Wentz being their quarterback. And I think it's almost a foolish conversation to have. But I think the question is, when do you start labeling Carson Wentz as injury-prone? And I'm doing the quotation marks thing. When do you label him as injury-prone? Because he ended up tearing his ACL last year, right? Was it his knee up last year? And then this year he ends up – basically breaking his back um so i don't know what um what the plan is for the eagles in terms of having a a veteran backup quarterback knowing that he can come in win games for them um in the playoffs in pressure situations and being able to let a guy go like that is going to be extremely tough because th- he saved their season the yeah, past two years, basically. I know, and they they probably won't. They probably won't. <laughs> bless you, bless you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. And they probably won't pay him. I mean, no, it it would be ridiculous to pay him, but yeah. it just 
to what he's meant to that Eagles team, to that community, um, to the city of Philadelphia. They owe him yeah, <laughs> 20 they, million. Yeah, they owe him a lot of money. So it's just, it's really fascinating how it plays out. And we don't really even know if they make the playoffs because it's they're not in their hands. Right. It's not in their hands. They're on the outside looking in. Um, so why don't we go through it? Go yep. through one, the go one through six seed. So number one, the Saints end up clinching as they ended up beating Pittsburgh this weekend. We talked about the that rest game. Rest their players, right? They can rest their players. Rest their players for two weeks now because they'll be on a bye, secured home field throughout the playoffs. Um, Drew Brees, potential MVP candidate. Do you um, let Do you let Drew Brees play? Probably. I mean, uh, I don't know. I I think he deserves rest. I maybe maybe. Well, he'll get a bye next week, so it's not like he won't get rest at all. Yeah, um, to take two. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I would play. Would you play him maybe like a half or something, and then kind of? I would of definitely play him a half, and maybe do like a preseason type of thing and yeah, play him a little. I would bit. definitely play him at least a half. I, I I just don't think he's looked good, right? Yeah, uh, over especially the these past three weeks. Right. Yeah, this past week he didn't have many. He didn't have touchdown. He had one, one touchdown, touchdown throw. Uh, to Michael Thomas at the end of the game to go ahead. Um, he's he played pretty well against that Pittsburgh team last week, but well, I think who doesn't right? I think the previous couple of weeks he struggled a tiny bit. Um, I mean he still has some ridiculous numbers. Like I think he's thrown five interceptions throughout the season. Yeah, and like seventy five percent completion right, rate. Right. Like so he's played unreal, but I think some of the the. I mean, the MVP he, is probably Mahomes. Yeah, so. it, it's probably Mahomes still, but he's definitely within within the playoff or the uh, MVP talk. Yeah. Um. So the Saints clinched the number one seed by beating Pittsburgh, and I think they looked good against a potential playoff team. I think they got helped out a lot by some of the questionable pass interference calls. I think there's a couple in there that made it seem like – the refs had it out for against the uh, against the Steelers, so I'm not exactly sure. Maybe that it was a home field advantage yep. type of thing going on there, but it seemed like they had uh, a couple questionable PI calls in their favor. Um, but nonetheless, Saints end up wrapping up the number one seed. Uh, number two seed right now is the Rams, sitting at 12 and three, and they've been the talk of the nfc all season long and they had they didn't even clinch the number one seed and i mean i would say they got out of that little swoon that they had in the past couple of weeks with jared goff struggling the previous two weeks or so they ended up winning this weekend um but they have a crucial game next week because they have not clinched the number two seed yet and um that home f- home game in that divisional round because they can still drop to the number three seed if they lose this weekend. And, and yeah, if they lose the 49ers, and I know that's a tall task to ask for the 49ers to beat the Rams, but if they no lose... No way. Yeah, I mean, 49ers have kind of looked risky. They gave the Bears trouble this weekend. But the Bears have something to play for, and they play the Vikings this weekend, and that draws it another playoff participant um, in as well. So they they can clinch the number two seed if 
they beat the Vikings and they have the Rams lose because they hold the tiebreaker as a result of them beating the Rams earlier in the season. Yeah, I mean... So, I, I yeah, I think it poses a lot of questions. I, I did want to ask you this. If you're the Bears and you're Matt Nagy, do you end up playing your starters in this game? Do you end up going for the win knowing that knowing that the char- uh the Rams are pretty are pretty much going to win that game against the 49ers. I mean, it's a very small possibility they lose, I would say. Um do you go for the win? I think you still go for the win here. Yeah. You still go for it. I think you go for the win, but obviously maybe you you don't show all your cards in this game, right? Right, right. I think that you you see how the game is progressing maybe at half and and see like look like do we have a shot to win it then obviously you 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 know you try and win the game but if 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 the game's out of reach at a certain point like no point in getting all your players hurt and showing too many cards because this this matchup against the Vikings could happen <laughs> again right right it's yeah and that would be the result if the Vikings end up winning this game <laughs> it could set up another matchup between them next week, which would be really home, fascinating. Yeah. At yeah, and they would be at home, so it'd be extremely fascinating for them to kind of run this matchup back and see what ends up happening um, in this game. Because I think there's a lot of like chess moves to be played because it's gonna all be dependent on outside forces, especially with. Maybe the I'm sure the the coaching staff is going to be well informed as to what's happening in the Rams 49ers game to kind of dictate maybe some of the decisions that they make on the field. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, the psychological edge that you sort of get, I mean, the Vikings are playing at home. They're, they're favored by five, actually, which is surprising, which I, is pretty surprising. Yeah, yeah. Which means on a neutral field, they would they people would favor the Vikings by so two So maybe points. the the line is sort of accounting for the some of sitting. that. Yeah, some of the sitting players or something like that, which is a little bit surprising, maybe thinking that the Vikings have a little bit more to play for. But I think the Bears would be smart in trying to go for it because you just never know what ends up happening. The 49ers have looked somewhat decent. They, I mean, they held the Bears to 14 points this week, and it was a close game Mm. um, this weekend. So I think they know firsthand how tough the 49ers are and how they're not out of it. Yeah. I I actually like that, yeah. So I I do think that they're going to try and go for the win here. And between the Vikings and the Eagles, like who would you actually rather play here if you are the Bears? I mean, the Bears look like a very tough team at at home. Right, they do. I I mean I think it's very I think it's tough because I think the Vikings kind of have to show all of their cards this week um and I don't know it's basic I I'd rather be facing Kirk Cousins compared to Nick Foles wow at this that's point. incredible yeah which is a weird statement to say but I'd rather be playing Kirk Cousins because I think the deep passing game that the Eagles have it's just a lot more threatening against against that Bears defense. Ooh, that's that's because, that's yeah, interesting. But the Vikings defense is obviously a lot better um 
than the Eagles defense. I would say that Vikings defense overall is extremely talented, mm-hmm. um, even on the back end where the Eagles, you could kind of throw on them a little bit, and they've had a lot of injuries to deal with. So there, there's a lot of questions um, on that Eagles defense. I'm rooting for Big Dick Nick to get <laughs> get in the playoffs and kind of see whether or not he could recreate some of the magic that he had last year. Uh, I think it would just be a really fun and interesting storyline to follow. But, I mean, it's going to be a tough game to – I think that the ba- this Bears-Vikings game is going to be extremely fascinating to yeah, watch. I'm, I mean, I'm excited for that. Yeah, game. I'm really excited. I mean, you know, the Vikings had all their field goal troubles a couple years – was that last year or a couple years ago where they ended up choking away uh, that game late in the season um, or in the playoffs last – two years ago, I would say. Um, so that could be a fascinating uh, thing as well to wish, witness and watch out for. Yeah, and I, I mean, I I had the Vikings making the playoffs here. So you're sticking with them. I, wow, it's tough. But <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I would stick with them just because they're at home. I, You still don't know if the Bears are going to show everything here. And even if they did, like, I, I actually still believe in the ceiling of this Vikings team here. Okay. Um, especially with, you know, how they've looked the past two weeks, ever since letting go of John uh, DiFilippo, like... Th- yeah, their offensive coordinator. Yeah, ever since they let go of the offensive coordinator, we've seen a lot of Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. right? But that sort of opened up the passing game again, and Kirk Cousins has sort of been revitalized a little bit um, in these past few weeks. I mean, against, yeah, against the uh, Lions, he had three touchdowns. He he looked very good. And, you know, it's not like Kirk Cousins is having, like, a bad year by any means. He has 29 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Like, that's a pretty solid above-average season. season for a quarterback. So I would still, you know, I'm going to favor the Vikings here to win against the Bears. Being at uh, home and be, what yeah. what's on the line type of thing. Being at home, like... You know, this is a veteran team. I think, I think they know they're not getting any younger either. Right. Uh, I mean, they have Dalvin Cook and some young pieces. Young but pieces this is on their offense, time but now. their defense, like it's getting old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So they need to sort of their windows closing, and you know, if it hasn't already closed. So I, I think that the Vikings do get the win here um, against the Bears at home. That's sort of a different story and mm-hmm. you know we'll t- we could talk about that next week and I, I think that's a lot less likely to happen but I think I think the Vikings are going to get the win here yep. um, you know Foles will have his own magic against the Redskins again but I mean the Redskins just look they're in shambles at this point. Yeah, I so. mean, they're just hurt. They have so many guys that are hurt. They've released DJ Swearinger. Who's so. looked good for them and provide yeah. a lot of leadership but Apparently, some of the criticism that he gave the defensive coordinator was maybe a little bit too much for the, for the team to handle. Jay Gruden maybe wanted to send a message to the rest of his team in trying to determine that this is not okay in this locker room and doing all this type of stuff in terms of releasing him. So maybe that was the logic behind that decision. Yeah, definitely a message sent. Yeah, definitely a message sent. So, and then Dallas's locked into that number four seed right now. So it doesn't seem like they're going to be 
they're it seems like they're going to be resting a lot of their players mm-hmm. this weekend to you prepare for that uh matchup next week in the playoffs. Uh the number 5 seed looks like it's going to be Seattle um who had a huge huge win against Kansas City this weekend um to clinch that number 5 seed, clinch their spot in the playoffs. So I I was extremely impressed with the way Russell Wilson looked. Um Doug Baldwin's back. He's looked pretty good for them as well and that mm-hmm. run game for the seattle seahawks has they've been really really committed to like chris carson mike davis and um rashad penny being able to get the ball russell um, wilson using his legs a little bit more which is honestly like i i don't know why they don't well maybe probably to, to, to protect him right but i mean i think you start to open up that playbook and and um, once playoff time gets started, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So it looks like they're locked into that five seed as well. Um, so that four or five matchup between the Seahawks and the Cowboys is going to be something fun to witness in Jerry World um, in Dallas, which is which that's a good matchup. Yeah, so. it's a good matchup um, Two kind of like running quarterback guys that can make plays with their legs. I think it'll be a fun matchup and their defenses. Um, Seattle's been able to recover recover well. They're pretty similar teams, actually. Yeah, pretty similar teams. They've been able to recover well um, after the Legion of Boom, but that Dallas defense, they it's clearly relying on that Dallas defense um, and that and the run game through Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. So I I'll be looking forward to that matchup. And the sixth seed is what we talked about before. Um, I mean, unless the Cardinals play spoiler here. Yeah, the Cardinals. Do you think the Cardinals can play spoiler? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exactly sure about that. Um, yeah, at, don't know. At, if yeah, I it's it's away too at Seattle. I mean, the Cardinals have looked pretty good. I mean, they're two and five away. Mm. Like that's not. Yeah. Mm, don't know, especially with that twelfth man that Seattle is really known for. Yeah, I I. I I mean, let's look at the lines here. Is they don't even have a line here, actually. Well, probably because Seattle just played last night. So, well, I'm, I yeah, I don't believe in that. That Arizona team's folded it in. So. Yeah, they've got nothing to play. I mean, they they're trying to go for that number one pick too. Yeah, it would yeah. be foolish of them. Yeah, to try if, and I win. mean, if they lose, they end up securing that number one pick. Yeah. So, um, yeah, would pretty be much super- locked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Seattle's gonna win that game. So yeah, I mean, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the predictions I had a few weeks ago. Like, you know, in the AFC, I had the Colts, and then for the NFC, I'm gonna stick with the Vikings sneaking mm. in there. Yeah, and I had Philly. Didn't I have Philly? I think you did. I had Philly, so I got I have to ride with them, and I'm kind of believing that the Chicago Bears are gonna go for it and win and win that game against the Vikings. Yeah. And I mean it's not set by any means. Yeah, not set by any means. So I would not be totally surprised about that at all. So and you think the Eagles I mean that that's not a set it and forget like I, I think they're gonna win for sure. Yeah. Like they have too much to play for. Yep. But maybe it's a media seeping into me for like trusting Nick Foles for one more week. Yeah. Gotta do it. Yeah, why not? Like, yeah. I mean, he he hasn't let them down yet. Yeah, and he, he beat two really good teams. Yeah, he's beaten the Rams last the week before this week, and then he's also beaten Houston, two surefire playoff teams. So, I mean, they should beat the Redskins. It's whether or not they can get the help that they need to make the playoffs. 
And that's pretty much what I'm hoping for. Yep. Um, just as an NFL fan, I think as a fan of storylines, it'll be fun uh, to be able to see that happen. Yeah, either way, I think it'll be an exciting sixth seed. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings and Eagles are both good teams. Right. Um, so, Mike, are is there – before we got kind of move towards that, ta- towards talking about fantasy football, how it ended up for both of us, disappointing – is there a prediction that you might have early se- – like, before we get into Week 17 um, for the playoffs in terms of Super Bowl prediction? I mean, overall for the AFC, I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Okay. I'm going to go with – And that'll be fascinating because they're not – they're going to be on the road. Yeah, they're um, going to be road. I mean, th- it's not like they have a home field advantage either. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think, I think I'm going to go with the Chargers. I I think that their talent level, not only in terms like their offense gets a lot of credit, but their defense too. I mean, Derwin James, um, like, you know, Bosa is hopefully. Yeah, Derwin James is pro- one of the candidates for Poly Defensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, and he, I mean, I think he's the favorite to win it. Yeah. Right. You also, I mean, Philip Rivers believing in that as Ingram, well. Ingram, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just think that they're, if they play to their potential, and that's a big if, right? Mm-hmm. They are the, I mean, they're definitely more talented than the Texans, definitely more talented than the Patriots. Like, them versus KC, like, they've done it before with, without, um, you know, Melvin Gordon. So, I think I'm going to put, the Chargers as my team. Okay. And in the NFC, wh- who's the NFC uh, team that you're choosing? I'm going to go with the Saints now. here. Okay. I'm going to go with the Saints here. I, I, I just think they, they'll they have home field advantage. That's what they did when they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are a fantastic team in the Dome. And if they, you know, if they're able to keep it in warm weather and, you know, the Super Bowl, it's going to be a warm weather. Like, I, I think that they have a fantastic shot to, you know, yeah. to really add to Drew Brees' legacy here. And, I mean, I, I think he should play this last week just to get the MVP, like the personal achievement like, achievement award here. I, I think that if he puts up, like, three touchdowns and maybe Mahomes sort of struggles struggles a little bit, yeah. I, like, maybe he can it's bounce bo- back. Yeah, and let's say if the Chiefs lose this game. I mean, 14-2, dro- and two, then yeah. that that's... The best record in the... Yeah, that's and best record in the league by you know two game margin or you know one game margin yeah. at the Rams, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. And let's say if he has a good game this week, Mahomes struggles, the Chiefs, God forbid, they lose, drop down to the five seed. It would definitely open the door for Breeze to win the MVP. Yeah, I mean if if the Chiefs, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs are gonna. We both think they're gonna win pretty right, easily, right. but. I mean, it opens the door if they they lose and Mahomes if they just struggles. struggle, yeah. yeah. So I'd be curious to see what ends up happening there. For me, playoff prediction wise, Super Bowl prediction, I'm going kind of boring and vanilla. I think the pa- Patriots are going to make the Super Bowl, and oh it's going to be God. the Saints as well. And the reason I say that is, you I think thi- the Patriots, and I th- I think the reason why I say that, and I'm alluding to it is because of the playoff picture and the way mm. it plays out for them. And you laid it out before in terms of the Pats having uh, probably an easy 
ro- easier road to the Super Bowl than I would say the the one seed potentially might have, especially with let's say the um, let's say Casey and Chargers they're the one and five seed regardless of who's the one who's the five. Let's say the Chargers beat uh, that number four seed. Um, and the Baltimore Ravens, whoever it is, Ravens or the Steelers, and the Houston Texans end up winning. Houston's going to uh, going to Gillette Stadium, and then uh, the Chargers and Chiefs are going to be battling it out in that in that divisional matchup. And yeah. then the Patriots just have to beat either the Chargers or the Chiefs, which they could do, which isn't inconceivable. Um, so I mean. I'm basically not yeah. counting out Tom Brady. I've been burned by him th- way too much. Yep. Um. And I, I just think the schedule works out for them seeding wise. I think you're right. Like I mean, that. I, I think you're right with the scheduling favoring the Patriots. Yeah. But even like, you know, I know they chose the Chargers, but let's say Chargers at KC play the Patriots. Like, would you favor the Patriots against either of them? Probably not. But it's yeah. I maybe it would. De- Depend on where the game's played because let's say if the five seed ends up winning, and then they have to go to Gillette. Uh, oh yeah, the cold weather. The co- I cold th- weather and Chargers don't mix. I think that could be a that could be a problem for whatever team's the five seed and has to go to Gillette Stadium uh, yeah, for, the F- for the AFC Championship game. So it really depends on how all the matchups shake up. And I I'm I agree with your sentiments about. Um, New Orleans having a pretty pretty like reasonable road going to um, going to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that as a dome team, they're getting to play all their all their uh, games in the dome, so it would be extremely favorable. Yeah, a Rams versus Saints sort of matchup would be really exciting. Mm-hmm. I just don't like any of these other teams here. The Bear, I mean the Bears, I just don't think they have the firepower. Offensively, up. the offensive firepower, and I know they like handled their business against the Rams, but you know, I I don't imagine them being able to hold New Orleans, New Orleans, score you know, at home. Like I, I can't imagine that they're able to hold them uh, to like under fifteen, like under like 10, 10 points. Yeah, right? I think it'd be extremely hard to imagine. Cowboys, Seattle. I mean. Seattle could be interesting. I think Seattle could be a very interesting team that mm-hmm. plays spoiler to uh, a Saints team that hasn't looked, you know, entirely fantastic. But uh, yeah, the Cowboys. I I <laughs> I, I don't, don't trust Jason them. Garrett. Don't believe in them. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe in them. I mean, they put up zero points <laughs> in a game. Yeah, which is unbelievable to me. Uh, when you have Zeke and especially how they looked, like I c- I could not believe that. So. Seattle could be the one interesting team out of those bottom three. I would find. I mean, the Cowboys did beat the the Saints though too. Yeah. So in that extremely exciting win streak that they ended up having in the middle of the season. So who knows what ends up happening? I think it'll be an extremely fascinating playoffs uh, that I'm extremely excited to watch. Sit down, sit on the couch, be lazy, and watch those games. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, let's in the last five minutes or so get into our fantasy football finals updates. Did we even make the finals? <laughs> um, all that stuff. So, Mike, give me an update on your fantasy team and how it ended up doing this year. Yeah, so my two fantasy football teams. Um, I'm probably looking at third. 
for both of them. Um, maybe fourth for one. We have two-week playoffs for... So week 17 counts for you guys. Week 17 counts for one of my leagues. So, okay. So that'll be fascinating to see what players play and what players don't. Yeah, which is a little bit flawed, to be honest. Oh, yeah, a little flawed. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so in one league, unfortunately, I did not play Derrick Henry. I played Doug Martin. And you this know, was two weeks ago. I, right. I had some sagely advice from my brother <laughs> who, who had told me do not play Derrick Henry and you know and yes it bit and, Michael in the ass and what I did was you know Being I didn't I didn't I didn't tell him an al- alternatives I, <laughs> I should have right. told him like look if I don't play Derrick Henry then I'm forced to play Doug Martin right right and it was the question was posed to me as should I play Derrick Henry and I guess I should have asked who do else do you have to play so, being the good younger brother that he was, he listened to my advice and got burned by it. So, yep, I missed out on the finals there. And uh, in my third place matchup, I I got the victory. Yeah, I had the highest point scored for the week. And uh, yeah, I would have won the championship. <laughs> won, won, won the championship. Four hundred dollar, three hundred dollar pot, something yeah. like that. But yeah, could have gotten Kevin a nice Christmas gift, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Mike. And I didn't have much better luck either. Uh, ended up losing last week as the number two seed. Uh, put my lowest scoring output of the year uh, last week with 60 points. Uh, Aaron Jones did nothing for me. Uh, or Lamar Miller did nothing for me. They both got hurt with 0.8 points um, <laughs> um, two weeks ago. So had an awful week last week. Um, and then in the third place game this week, I ended up losing, so I didn't even get my money back. So <laughs> guess it serves me right for not giving my brother good fantasy advice. Um, any any uh, fantasy shout-outs or, you know, fantasy, fantasy takeaways? Yeah, so year. fantasy takeaways are why do I do this every year? Because it's just extremely frustrating. It seems like it doesn't even matter who I put out there. Um, it Yeah, extremely frustrating. Um, and then... I guess shout-outs to league champion Omid, uh, who ended up winning this week in the finals against the commissioner. Uh, thank God he ended up winning because I could not have our commissioner win. Um, this After all the fantasy scandal that happened this year. So I was extremely thankful that Omid was able to pull it out. And it was a close one. It was decided by like less than a point. Um, so extremely, extremely exciting to uh, kind of follow in and witness that game. It was frustrating because both third-place participants ended up scoring more points than both teams in the finals, so we're both frustrated by that. Um, Yeah, it just all depends on matchups and all depends on whether or not you have Lady Luck on your side that week. Yeah, matchups are definitely important. I mean, I I, I just want to give a few fantasy shout-outs to some heroes here, right? The first hero here, Melvin Gordon. Guy's been carrying my little team <laughs> as far as his legs could take him. And, uh, you know, as he went down, I went down, right? Amari Cooper, this man's a this man's a, a villain and a hero. At the same time, yeah. At the same time. I mean, ever since he was on Dallas, yeah, he's he's been a hero. Um, I mean, he, he definitely allowed me to be in the playoffs with some ridiculous 30-40 point um outbursts yeah exactly both my leagues right right yeah i mean i got him for basically nothing 
yeah. in the mid- middle of the season. So he's definitely a hero. And Zach Ertz, too. Yeah, and Zach. A hero. Extremely consistent. Yeah. So it, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm playing fantasy next year. Well, we'll I, see. I love what it. I love it. I'm I love it, still. but it's so frustrating at the same time. So definitely heartbroken this year. And I'm hoping for better luck next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, are there any closing thoughts as we go into week 17? Uh, this week as it determined a lot of the playoff spots. Yeah, I mean, I think this is uh, this is one of the weekends where I think, you know, you have two, you probably only have like two or three games that really matter. Right. Right. And so what, what are those games? It's going to be that Indianapolis Titans game to determine who wins the AFC, or who determines who gets that second there. wild card spot. Yeah, the Bears-Vikings. Yep. Right, and then the Eagles- Eagles Redskins. Redskins game, right? And and uh, I mean, I guess the Baltimore, the AFC North, Baltimore, Cleveland, yeah. the uh, Baltimore Cleveland game will be very interesting. I, I'm actually a little curious how that one turns out because I do think, I do think the Browns have more to play for, um, than meets the eye. Than meets, yeah, exactly. Like I know they're out of the playoffs here, but they they want to ride this like feel good. That, you know, you don't want to end the season on a loss, especially when you're like, a, you know, a rookie like this. And and they could have their first uh, winning season. Yeah, this year I mean, everyone's talking Saquon Barkley as the rookie, uh, you know, rookie of the year, offensive player of the year. But I think Baker locks. Yeah, if he gets a victory here, I think he locks both of them up. Extremely impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. I'm exci- I'm just excited to sit on the couch this weekend and watch these games because they're going to be playing back to back to back, one o'clock games, four o'clock, and that big um, Sunday night game is going to be extremely, extremely fun to do, um, and it it kind of has that playoff atmosphere mm-hmm. um, this week as well with all the playoff spots on the line, and me and Michael will probably be back next week. Um, talking about the playoff matchups and we'll probably go a little bit more in depth talking about each team um what they bring to the table and just some of the matchups that are going to intrigue us so we'll Mm. be really excited to talk about that um and um we're going to be enjoying our uh basketball today uh christmas 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 day basketball okc rockets and uh lakers warriors yeah that's both really great matchups to watch and witness um so we'll probably be talking about the Christmas Day games, breaking those down maybe later this week or early next week. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Fantasy Premier League, Premier League, um, all the stuff that ended craziness, craziness that ended up happening this weekend, basically solidifying Liverpool at the top of the table with both Man City and Chelsea losing this week. So we'll be there to talk about that with Hedjun. Um, and maybe Tyler do a three-man podcast there. So be on the lookout for that. And thanks for listening, guys, um, during this holiday season. And we, from me and Michael, we just wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Yeah, thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas.